0: singing sweet songs to the willow oh but she don't accompanies her dance How can two fools fall in love How can two fools find the chance When one fool is a dancer And one is playing with the band
1: too. But did it sound
2: all right out there? Does the microphone need to be moved in any way? Yeah, That's no, it sounded sound great. Okay. Y- cool. you know, uh yeah, there was like a uh, switch over here that I realized wasn't oh. was like on
1: was it the on off button? It
2: was pushed <laughs> in a different area, which i I don't know. Like I I just suppose things should be just set up i i guess you know i don't know you flip flip a switch and flip it back or something you know yeah yeah but uh we're here we're here so
1: uh the old analog s-
2: still kept the what's really happening from uh from being at the uh, the other place but uh we got Brent Brandon but Brandon. Uh, uh you you like to well, mockish is like uh that that's what you
3: that's a uh, right? for fun thing. That's okay. Not, that's actually just like a little side project. My main bands are Water into Blood and Realm's Vision.
2: Okay, but you're 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 heavy metal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So we got we got Brandon. Um, oh
1: my gosh, we got the whole yin and yang happening here today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Singer songwriter flowers and rainbows and then <laughs> the flip side.
2: Yeah, Emily is Iceman. uh uh, yeah, so, yeah, one thing that comes to mind uh, with great music here, uh, who would you like to stop hearing? Um, <laughs>
3: uh, that's a good question. Who do I want to stop hearing?
2: Yeah, like, uh...
3: Oh
1: gosh, so many, so many. Just, yeah. I don't mind hearing it once in a while, but just, like, ad nauseum all over again everywhere, it's that that pushes it over the edge for me, I think.
2: You said, na- "Not ad Nauseam
1: Ad nauseum, like just oh, is that a... the same folks on the same stations played. Like I, I haven't listened to KMEL in a long time. Not KML, sorry. What's the one with the morning show?
2: Oh, you like a little hip hop then?
1: I do like hip hop, but that that's not what I was referring to. Uh, it's
2: no, like, are we still thinking hip hop? Or no,
1: we're think we're thinking like uh, Sarah No Name show.
2: Oh, that's uh, Alice. Is that right? Alice? Oh yeah.
1: Alice Radio, and they still play like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah,
2: like, I'm, I'm from cool off that stuff. <laughs> ni- like,
1: it's the same stuff, and I'm like, what? It,
2: it's Music's fu- still it, happening, you know? <laughs> well, it's funny that, that classic rock can still be the same stuff.
3: I mean, that's true.
2: I mean, I'm tired of hearing some of the new stuff always played. Well, even new stuff could be just something that was five years ago. Because I don't think there is really like new new stuff that constantly gets played. No,
1: oh, there's a formula. You hear the same song repurposed over and over
2: again. Yeah, I
3: got.
2: Well, I could think of all the mumble r- rapper guys and and the, the Drakes and the Migos. Then uh, <laughs> I'm tired of hearing like uh, "Take Me to Church," uh, the oh, Hosier.
3: I don't know if I've heard that. It's just. Oh,
1: I'm sure you have.
3: Yeah. It,
1: Take me to church. Yeah. I'm like a dog in the round of your life. It's, they had a, there was a, a, a beautiful ballet ballet guy who did this video to it and it was gorgeous. But then the song kept going.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, it doesn't sound familiar. I mean, I don't, I don't listen to the radio. So any music that I'm exposed to is is just people around me playing it, or you know, like if it's on a in a movie or you know a commercial um, you know, I don't, I don't use Spotify, I mean, I my bands are on Spotify, but I don't really use it, um, so, like, yeah, the things that I hear are just, like, in my, from my environment, <laughs> so, like, yeah, there's, there's definitely stuff that is, like, popular, and I'm, like, I have no idea what that is.
2: <laughs> well, uh, fortunately, I, I, yeah, I have a, I have a job where that, kind of, music is always playing overhead.
3: No, no, I know, I, 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 I I didn't mean it like that. I just meant like me personally like
2: I mean, you know, yeah.
3: I don't I don't ha- I don't even have like a radio that works. Like, yeah, I think that, a like,
2: lot of people don't these days, yeah. But you don't even listen to the Spotify as you said.
3: No. No, I have I still have old iPods that I run with.
1: I'm wow. actually the same. I don't I'm a, I'm also on Spotify, but I don't And it's interesting because I have Spotify, but for some reason the account won't register my phone, so it's like, sorry, somebody's already registered to that account you know and i'm like i can't open another spotify i'm not listening to this yeah 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 i have it
3: too like i have spotify but i i like i use it to like check things out you know like if somebody's like oh you should listen to this or somebody sends me a spotify link i'm like oh yeah so i have it and i'll listen then but it's like if i find something on spotify that i like I, still, I go buy it. Like, I still buy CDs and stuff.
2: You can do that?
1: Yeah.
2: How do you do that? I don't even think you could do that you on just, CD, baby, you can you? Google
1: the artist's name, and then most of the time it takes you to their website where they have a, a store page, and then you can purchase their albums directly from
3: oh, That's cool, Usually yeah. Bandcamp. Or Bandcamp, or, or Amazon, or, or Discogs is a big one. Um, Discogs is, like, a, it's like, the largest online music database, um, but it also has, like, a marketplace. Um, kind of, like... You know ebay or amazon marketplace where it's just like people from around the world that it's like a third-party thing and they'll sell like you know cds tapes vinyl even eight tracks like you can find pretty much anything on discogs and it might if it's something rare it's usually like uh the price is usually like accurate to the market like like for example like old like 90s death metal stuff that's that's out of print you know, that stuff's selling for like $50 a CD, sometimes more than that.
2: And they still got like the liner notes?
3: Yeah.
1: That's not my that's my favorite part. I miss liner notes so much.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. I love physical stuff. Like physical art in media is like cool. I like to be able to like hold it and touch it and look at it, you know. And, and there's an incentive there too, to like listen to the whole thing. I mean, CDs, you can like skip songs easily, but like tapes and vinyls, like, there's an incentive there to listen to the whole thing. And I, you know, being somebody who writes music, I I put a lot of effort into, like, you know, how I lay out an album, like, you know, the track sequencing and, like, all that. So I care about that stuff. So, like, when I listen to an album, I like to hear the whole thing in context.
2: Yeah, like, I want to not just hear NWA say, F the police. I want to see it. (laughs) I want to see it in writing.
1: And then I want to see what they say next. Yeah, Before
3: right. That. <laughs> right.
2: Exactly, exactly. I remember Busy Bones, uh I I, I bought his it's called Heavens a Movie, I believe. Uh he he had a, a cassette like tape it, it was a cassette tape. Oh, okay. And and I, I bought it. And uh inside it it said uh well at the end of the liner notes he was talking about how on cops T V show the it's all set up and he, he was like saying how uh his beliefs
3: you get, in the booklet yeah Yeah. That's you cool.
2: get a really
1: <laughs> there's so much knowledge and wisdom in those liner notes like yep. you take out you remember taking out the tape uh liner notes and unfolding it like unfurling it like yeah. a flag yeah. or like a i don't know like it, it, it just go on forever and all the lyrics are there and then you flip it over and then you have like the stories and like everything else yeah, it's just the like thanks you buy a little book with your right. with your album it's they don't sell music like
3: that anymore. i i discovered bands that way too like with metal bands they they like they often have like a separate thanks like it'll have each band members thanks and then they'll have like a separate thanks where they're thanking like bands that they've like toured with or played shows with and that was like really popular like for metal bands to do they still do it um and i've discovered bands that way like i literally be in the booklet like reading the thanks and it's like oh yeah we thank these bands and i would just go down the list
2: that is old school I'm like oh man yeah. i've never
3: heard of this band let me check them out and like usually they're good
1: <laughs> it's, it's well, interesting yeah. that you say that because i feel like a lot of the work for for people back you know when we were listening to tapes and cds a lot of the work kind of fell on our shoulders to find more music yeah like we had to do the digging and it was like this treasure hunt you know Whereas I think a lot of listeners don't have the time or the patience. They just, like, they put a playlist on, and then they'll hear something they like, and then they'll listen to that over and over again. Or it's just a totally different process by which people consume music these days. And then that influences how people make and distribute music, which is not the same experience that it used to be.
3: That is so true.
1: It's like it used to be more theater. It used to be more of a full story experience, and now it's like... snippet of a song that becomes really popular and but you don't know much more than that and then that person gets known for that and then they have to write that song over and over again in order to stay relevant it's
3: (laughs) totally like that's so true and like that's i think that 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 is part part of or if not a big part of the reason why like people now are like well i'm just gonna release singles because like people don't have the attention span for whole albums and like in in my band's like we've gotten more like attention per se or views or whatever you want to call it likes from doing one single with a music video than we did doing three full-length albums right like there's people that i know that probably have still not even listened to any of the records that i've done but come up to me and are like dude that single the music is so sick it's like dude that's i did that like just to test
1: i did that (laughs) as a yeah
3: you know and it It was the truth. Like, we got all this attention from just that. But I'm like, have you guys not listened to the three full-length records that we have that have been out for, like, eight years? Like, how do you not care about that, but you care about this one song?
1: Yeah, the audience doesn't take that, or or most of the, the majority of people who listen to singles or see, you know, catch you in one moment, um, don't take that extra step to go to your website, to look, to be there, there's a lack of curiosity there too, I think. Um, which, you know, I'm not blaming the audience, the the audience has shit to do, you know, they've got, they've got kids to look after and they've got, at least my demographic, they've got kids to look after and, like, dinner to make, like, they're not going to take that extra step, um, but I also think, generally speaking, it can be that, just the way media happens now they don't the attention span that you were talking about like oh that was cool that was a neat little thing i'm going to like it i'm going to comment and then i'm going to move on yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. and then then it becomes about accumulating likes and followers and subs- and smash that subscribe button and all of that insanity and that's what you're measuring your worth on as opposed right. to album sales because no one buys albums anymore yeah right.
2: yeah that's how you make your music is just the how many people listened yeah. i don't even know if that, if that means the same person could listen twice i i, I don't know how that goes see you got to re- rely yeah. on what the people listening know also because they they, I, they probably want to support you
1: yeah and we we do as artists have to make it really easy almost yeah. like place it in their lap before they're gonna
2: yeah like yeah if they know that they it, could with just with it well cause I, yeah I just realized certain certain people that I, I guess mm-hmm. trying to be nominated for certain things you, you can uh, like vote for them daily now, it's the same kind of thing like if if you don't know that you, you just do it once and be like well, well they had my vote or had my listen yeah and uh, I supported them.
1: I did my part. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but you don't know that you keep on doing it. Right.
1: Oh, you have to, yeah. It's
2: you get You know, you don't know that what you can do to support even more. It's back in the day it was just I mean, you yeah, buy it, the project and that's it.
3: It's it's hard like uh now I feel like you know the best way to show support is to go to those shows mm-hmm. go to those shows you know now like, you can't buy that buy that merch uh bring
1: your friends bring your friends Tell yeah your friends.
3: exactly because because yeah like you said it's like people don't get by on record sales anymore nobody it's like that's not that important now it's like the way to really directly support a, 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 an artist or a, or a band is is to go to their shows and like you know, if if you're gonna buy something from them, try to buy it from them at the merch table. You know, where right. where you're not gonna be, they're, they're not gonna get hit with all these fees. And like you said, you kind of gotta put it in their lap, or Did maybe you, you said yeah, that you gotta put it, to you like gotta put it in their lap. It's like if they have to click three places, that's too much.
1: It, it is. That's too much. It's and and I don't blame them because as a consumer, that's how I operate too. Like I have to be honest and and straightforward and say that I, you know. I'm busy making music, I'm busy with my day job, I'm busy like doing all these things. If I have to click more than twice, I'm out.
3: Yeah, or like make a enter like my make credit card
1: information. Yeah. It's not saved in Google, I'm done. Yeah.
3: <laughs> or like making an account, that one always gets me Yeah. Like I click a link and it's like, oh, sign in. Like, yeah. I don't
2: want to. Yeah, yeah, then I'm I'm out right then.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: And now we have, authentic like, trip, triple-level authentication where you have to have an authenticator app and yeah. you have to remember your password <laughs> and your login, and then you have to go into your phone and find that code and then type it in. Yeah. I, I wondered the other day out loud, like, how much cumulative time I have spent just typing in passwords, authentication codes, trying to remember logins. Yeah, probably a lot. A lot.
2: Probably use the same ones, same passwords.
1: I'm going to abstain from answering that. Yeah, imagine how many people
2: could hack us and not even... I'm know.
3: actually one of those guys that I have a, a secret password sheet.
1: A pa- you have a- I, I have a
3: secret password sheet, meaning literally everything has a different password. See, I
1: would you-
2: lose
3: that. That's a, like a
1: sheet. It's uh, it's in a
3: safe place at all.
1: But the thing is like I've thought about that too. I was like what if I lose the pants that I keep that sheet in or what if I lose my yeah. wallet in that sheet? That is there?
3: definitely a risk, but I I take it. I take it just cuz I had a tech friend tell me a long time ago to never use the same password twice. And That's I don't know, it's probably just, it very just, wise. <laughs> it just stuck with me cuz he just he was a smart guy and I looked up to him and I just was like okay, I'll I'll never do that cuz he he was just saying, like, yeah, if you use the same password,
2: then all they need to do is hack you once, and then they can. Well, see, you I, know. I do. I use passwords that are similar,
3: which is but not, not the same. same. So that I think qualifies well, different. because
2: I always forget, right. and so I know it was something like that. So when I say forget password, I just add an extra something. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah. It, yeah, that's smart though. I mean, that's technically different. You're still dealing with, if somebody knew, like, the first part, they'd still have a lot of possibilities to go through. They would find
2: some weird stuff.
3: <laughs> I mean, because
2: I've probably got, uh you know, spanned a lot. And then as I've gotten older, there's other things in there, you know, throughout time. Like the Miracle-Ear and the Viagra ads and all that. <laughs>
1: That's funny. I know. I know they do have services that you can purchase where you can store all of your passwords. Yeah, and I've then seen you those. just have to remember one password. But then, what happens when they hack that one password? Then they have access to yeah. all of your passwords.
3: Right, it's like an endless like. Well, they could hack this.
1: And yeah. <laughs> I just I can't think about it that much because I will go batty. So
2: I, I got I got some uh, questions here. Whew. Wow. Uh, so it's. Pretty comfortable setting now, huh? Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I should check everything before I, I I come in. There was yeah, there was just a button over there, and then was just something on this screen here that was just different. You know, and now it's like okay, let's roll with it. Everything's cool, but it's just the one thing where I didn't even think the sound was coming in. Um, so uh, since we got uh, two musicians here. Can you describe how you compose a song?
1: Is this for both of
2: us? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure we're going for uh, Well, we're going for you, Emily, since uh, we heard you sing. But uh, but both of you yeah, are musicians. She, she could go first. Both of you are musicians, so I figure both both of you. Yeah. How how do you compose a song? That question just came up.
1: That is a. Great question. it's never the same twice i sometimes it starts with lyrics sometimes it starts with them like some chord progression I'm practicing sometimes a song comes out fully farmed and sometimes I have to take one um to the metal shop for like days and weeks and months and then it's not done for a while um it just depends on the song I think there's. I'm very simple, like, I, I just, this is my main, a guitar is my main instrument, and I sing, so I have, that's kind of the parameters that I have set. Um, And then I have my set of influences, which also kind of uh, dictate, not dictate, but they influence a lot about the way I uh, construct melodies and the subject matter that I approach. But it's, like, the last one, Um, it's called Two Fools. I think I was practicing that... Um what is it that's like like it was influenced by a Ray LaMontagne song, Let Let It Be Me. That sounds, and I was trying to do that and then that it kind of turned familiar. into its own turn into its own song. Um but now that you hear Let It Be Me, if you listen to Let It Be Me, you'll ac- you'll absolutely hear where that influence came from, so i guess i guess i'll let that
3: be my
2: answer
1: <laughs> uh, I think that's a great answer I
3: I, and I, I I that was a very good answer uh i i i'd agree with you and say that it's definitely different and um although i will say that i do kind of have formulas that repeat like but it depends on which band like for water to blood which is like the super heavy metal stuff um that is completely different than the mawkish stuff. And it's because of the difference of, it's like they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. With the metal band, it always starts with a riff. Um, Lyrics and vocals are last. Um, When it's metal, it always just comes from me just like coming up with sick, brutal, heavy riffs. And then I have like a, a bank of riffs Either up here or just recorded on a phone somewhere, and then I just kind of try and put them together. Um, sometimes it'll be like playing a riff, and then I just go into something, and then I'm like, "Oh, that was cool. I'll keep that." Um, and then you know, I pretty much like finish the song in terms of like all the music part, like the drums, everything. I'll kind of like map out the form, um, and then the, the 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 lyrics and the and the vocals come last because with metal. I've found that like, I can pretty much apply any vocals or any vocal pattern or any lyrics to any metal song because of the fact that I'm not having to think about melodies because there's no singing in Water Into Blood, it's all really harsh vocals or screaming. So I don't really have to think about no, melodies and all I have to think about is the phrasing and how it's going to be delivered, so that kind of makes it easier um, in the sense that you know the lyrics can just be like an afterthought almost. Whereas with mockish, since that's like kind of like a pop punk alternative thing, it's totally different. It usually comes from like just messing around on guitar and like singing nonsense until I find a melody that I like and then I just build on it. So yeah, it's different.
1: Uh,
2: okay, yeah, me. I didn't what I never so, would have thought of that.
1: There yeah, there's a big um I'm incredibly lyrically influenced. So lyrics if they don't come First, the the next thing absolutely hundred percent because it's a storytelling based medium mm-hmm. um whereas there's so much music that like doesn't necess- doesn't need lyrics at all and i as a as a musician, that blows my mind because I'm not that kind of musician, but I know that full stories can be told without a single word, and anytime I hear somebody do that well, I'm incredibly incredibly impressed and I love that so much and um like with with metal music, which I actually really I really like it because it has its own emotional um its own emotional point to make, and it it can vary um and it's so appropriate for so many situations that yeah. most other music just can't get to. so it's like I guess any tool for the right job um and it it's so varied and beautiful that way. Uh, but the gobbledygook kind of just what we were saying about coming up with lyrics and just spouting nonsense until something makes sense is absolutely something I employ too, yeah, like hundred <laughs> percent. Especially if the melody's the first thing I come up with on the guitar, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, this melody's beautiful, but what do I want to say? Like, yes. what's there? And I'll just like say nonsense until something yeah makes sense. <laughs> that's an all. That's also a, It's really fun to do that too. Sometimes. Totally.
2: So are you, are you both kinda rebellious? I mean, with the with the uh I mean I mean having metal and uh would you say you're uh Emily, would you be uh, indie like folk or pop? Yeah, or? I think
1: Americana folk um songwriter.
2: That that's still like all that still classifies as Rock star <laughs> <Or> like <laughs> well, I
1: think it's all very individual like the those two styles are very much individual too, like you can pick up listen, put on any record like singer songwriter record, and you will probably be able to identify a signature that they have for that style. Pop is very different, pop is very cookie cutter, it's very like. A Katy Perry song can sound very much like a Taylor Swift song and it just you can switch the vocalists around it's the same story it just they like whereas you know, I feel like The mediums we work in are very individualistic and we can express ourselves in any way we want and You know, we tend to do lean into little signatures like a bank of riffs that we have in our head Or a melody line that I sometimes stick into a lot of my songs because I love it so much like and that's one thing i miss from listening to full albums because you get a better sense of the artist behind it if you're listening to more than one song at a time you can hear
3: that
2: mm-hmm. i agree yeah it's weird I, I will hear someone that's been out for a while and go look them up and and they don't have anything out i mean they have a single here and there i got to listen to all their singles i can't listen to they don't have a full product. they could be out for 5 years could be big everyone's like oh man he's got so many fans people look up to them like legends and yeah. they haven't done a full project with themselves or anybody
1: it's really funny that you mentioned that i once made a project for myself you've heard of noise pop right noise pop. oh yeah. Uh-huh. yeah i used Festival. to go to the
3: i there was a band that i was roadieing for that played noise pop uh years ago at bottom of the Hill.
1: Yeah, like it's it's such a great opportunity to see a lot of bands that you wouldn't normally see and I was I've been really wanting to figure out how to get on a Noise Pop bill just like how do I go play for a Noise Pop? And I, you know, and I was looking at one of the rosters and I made it a point to look through and Google every artist on the roster which was like 50 or something like like a, a lot of people. And a handful of them that were playing on their their website was just their name. A contact number and one video that they did
2: wow isn't that weird and i was like yeah. what
1: and there was nothing else on them except maybe a facebook page with some content and i was like how do these musicians show up do one thing and then end up on a noise pop roster
3: i think they probably got asked i mean probably yeah. because the band that i the way i found out about noise pop this was probably oh man maybe eight eight nine years ago which I think is the way that you found me, because you had Louis Patzner on this show, right? Cello player? Yeah, and I know I double. Is that
1: Grand Patzner's brother? Yes, grandpa-
3: okay. Grand Patzner's brother. Patzner's brother. It
1: is a small yeah, musical world. Yeah, so, okay.
3: Th- oh, so, well, you, you know
2: I double too, so, right?
3: I, I uh huh, Isaac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's. Yeah, he's, he, he's, uh, he's roommate cool with guy. my cousin. He's a cool Modesto. guy. But yeah, I so like Judgment Day. Uh, it was It's Louis Patsner and Anton Patsner. Graham wasn't a part of Judgment Day. Um, and I became friends with that band probably in, like, 2010. And uh, I just became friends with them from being a fan and going to their shows at Bottom of the Hill all the time. Um, and we became friends, and it ultimately led to me, like, being a merch guy for them. And so they were on Noise Pop, and they were just asked. Like, uh, I don't... I don't know, I couldn't tell you by whom. I mean, I could find out easily, but, like, they, Anton, just somebody in San Francisco that was, like, connected to the Noise Pop, maybe they knew the venue or knew the booker, or I'm not sure, but they just asked Judgment Day, hey, do you guys want to be on Noise Pop? And they were mm. like, hell yeah.
1: That makes a lot of sense. I think so that's that, the way a lot of things yeah, work. Yeah,
3: I think, <laughs> like, that, that probably is why, like, and I wonder that, too, sometimes when I see, like, big metal tours, and I'm like, I see this band on the tour, I'm like, what they don't even have an album. How do they get? How do they get on this? <laughs> and then it just brings me back to that. Oh well, in music, there's a lot of that. Being in the right place at the, the right time, time and knowing the right people. Yep. You know, it's like well, it's it, like a chance that it, just like happens. It, yeah. It's
2: weird. Cause I'll go to a show, and I'll love the certain song someone's <laughs> singing, and uh, it, it's. It, it's not only exclusive to everyone there, but it's exclusive to that no one will ever hear it. I guess. I mean, I love the so I want to go find it, and it will never be out. I, I don't. I don't get that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, these people pump up a certain song. They must know it's it's good. I guess, but uh, but they'll never. They'll never put it out?
1: I think that might be a side effect of the fact that people don't buy music. Yeah. Like People go, well, why would I record this and put it out if no one's going to buy it? That's a, It's a lot of money to book a studio, to book an engineer, to book a producer, to to have it re- mixed recorded masters. Sometimes people like myself who are solo artists, I have to pay people to come play other instruments on my albums. Like It's an investment to yep. do that. And mm-hmm. if, if it's not going to come back to you in any way you're still gonna play it if you're asked. Like, I'm gonna play all the songs if I'm asked to play them, but if I don't have the cap, the capital, if I don't have the ability or the funds, you know, I'm being redundant, but like, if I don't have that ability, it's not gonna happen. I mean, I can always do what a lot of people do and put an iPhone up and do like a recording and put it on YouTube, but that's different than recording it professionally and having it out for people to consume as like, a well-produced song. Yeah. Like there's so much involved in making music, and I think it's so invisible from most people who don't make music that they don't get it. They're like, oh, well, like this person has an album out, and they're a mom, or you know, or they're a dad, or they've got a day job. Like, why can't you do it? And it's it's just there's so much education. I think that that music people who like music that don't understand the back pro- the processes of it back. On the other end of the de- that door And I think that's a, that might be a part of it Like Definitely. for instance I recorded this one song during the pandemic About the pandemic And I just did a YouTube video I didn't record it I just put it on the YouTube video And people are like where can I buy it I'm like you can't Just download the YouTube song It's like, so cool that they <laughs> want to the buy car. it though <laughs> And I mean, I'm never going to record it Because <laughs> I, want, I don't want to remember it
2: <laughs> It's got to be cool that people want to buy it though
1: it's great. It's mainly my mom, to be honest, but
2: um, but it's it is a nice feeling. <laughs> my mom's actually the only way I know that uh, that things are going right here. <laughs> she told me that we're loud and clear, and I was like, wait, oh oh, wait. Maybe oh, we there's... are
1: loud and clear. Also, awesome. yeah, I was Thanks, like, mom.
2: maybe there's a button that needs to be pushed, right? Because things were going right over here, so I was like, let me play some audio thing there, and then I found out, I, how do I do this? Turns out there was a button not there. There, there was a button that was pushed in a different direction, and then she said, "We're loud and clear."
1: <laughs> nice, awesome. <laughs> Thank goodness for the buttons.
2: Yeah, you know, sometimes she can't uh, stand the show, and sometimes she. I think she would dig this one.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, she digs this one. She, I, I'm digging this one. <laughs>
2: yeah, not a not a big fan of uh, the dominatrixes or the, the or the
1: the
2: <laughs> or the pussy stunt artists I've had on. Uh, <laughs>
1: I have missed out on so much. I need to go back.
2: Yeah, this is only the fourth show here. I'm still. I'm still but, okay, but, so I don't have
1: to go back that far.
2: Uh, you know, in fact, I, I, I think he uh, kind of demolished a lot of the episodes. Oh boy! What a shame! Oh, what a what a tyrant! How do you know Isaac? How, how did that happen? He's been on here. Uh, well, he, he's you know what? He was on one of my regular shows in, in a studio at the other place, and then he was on an ending show. And then, uh... Oh, okay. The beginning show here. He was, right The ending show was pretty wild. Because, uh... It was pretty much the whole, uh... Basement of the other building.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, th- yeah, we... Yeah. It was wild. I, I, you know, it, it's... It's cool when people just show up. Yeah. That's how you know you got people. Um... Because I want to I make it good for you two, because we haven't
3: met yet. Well, I'm yeah. having a good time.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you showed up. Like, wow, they showed <laughs> up. This is incredible. Yeah, it's nice when uh, when people show up. <laughs> you're,
1: you're like, How many times have people not shown up? I'm starting to wonder. No,
2: they, you know, I mean, not so many times. Uh, it's actually more than, well, as you keep going, you, you realize he got you got some cool people and you see that people show up and you're like wow and you see how people want to be there and you're like wow that's cool especially like the last show where everyone showed up and my thing is i just follow through i don't cancel i don't know anything about this stuff really but i show up
1: I was and, gonna say, do you have a backup plan for when people don't show up? Like, I just, for yourself? I just, I just
2: do it, and hopefully, uh, I'm not solo. And you know, and that's only happened twice that I've been solo. It didn't go well. Uh, <laughs> but I will go through with. It. Well, because when you do a solo show, you, that's one you got prepared for. Uh, so that's the problem. But the last, yeah, the last one, it was just, it was basement of the building, and so we just, it, it, you know, they probably thought it would be a studio. And they showed up and they still were I, when i realized when they showed up that they just wanted to see w- what i was gonna do <laughs> that's how cool. they and uh isaac brought brought a whole set amp, speakers uh and all that so i had comedians do sets that's cool and uh we did a lot of well we did a lot of drinking we did a lot of other stuff and, and, uh, <laughs> and then we had a lot of snacks and uh and then I had, I-, I had a, a musician playing right outside. We used the whole conference room, and I had a musician John Ryback uh, play oh, right outside on the on the little. Uh, we found a little, a, like a pew, and I pulled out a table. I was like, man, this how, I don't know how this worked. <laughs> That's cool. But
1: <laughs> well, this is a this particular spot is a really neat spot. It's got a lot of history
2: yeah i mean we got jesus right there yeah
1: got, it's been uh, around since jesus <laughs>
2: yeah, we, yeah yeah this is just that we rep- represent women at work um so people love that uh to to put in uh questions about uh oh so uh, one, one last question here someone wrote did, did you ever study songwriting uh formally i think i mean did, did you study Uh, songwriting
1: that's a great question so there are no there are songwriting courses and classes and groups and clubs and all of that And um, I call them support groups because like it just that's what it kind of ends up being but um, the only accredited songwriting program in the United States is at Berklee College of Music in Boston and you can study and get a degree in songwriting. I don't know what good that will do, except put you in a lot of debt. I've considered it a number of times because songwriting is one of those arts that doesn't really have, it has a community. It doesn't have a way of being taught really, except for at this one particular school, which is very renowned. A lot of, like, I think Esperanza Spalding graduated from there. Lots of really famous folks came out of that college. Um, Songwriting itself is a weird process. It's like, it's like a weird, (laughs) how do I? It's like, it's journaling out loud. It's like therapy. It's like all of these things. And I don't know if school can really do it, but there are songwriting groups you can join that. And I've been a part of a number of them. There was one in New York city that was run by Jack Hardy um, out of his tiny little house and street apartment, and there were days where it was raining, so there were three of us in his little apartment, and he would bake a big bowl of pasta, and you would come, and you would either bring a bottle of wine or $5, and you would pass a guitar around, and you would share your song, and then he would give notes, and everyone else would give notes, and you would leave with some notes, and you would hopefully do a rewrite if you were into it and if not you would say fuck it I hate this song I'm never playing it again or fuck them I want to play this song exactly the way I wrote it like that's, that's the process like part of the process um and it, then there were another it sounds so
2: artsy sorry it sounds so artsy it's
1: so artsy it's like puking full arts I don't even know if that's a word anyway it's disgustingly artsy um and then there were other nights where there were people lined up sitting in the hallway down the stairs waiting to p- play their songs like it was it was such a cool community. And then I moved back to California. And I was like, where am I going to find this community again? It's like the only place it exists. And I ended up meeting my friend Mike Bond, who used to have a radio show here. He had a band. He had... Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. He had a friend named... This is a long story. I'm sorry. <laughs> he had a friend who played violin. And we hit it off really well. And she said, well, if you want to do songwriting, there's a there's a group that I know that does a songwriting workshop in... Panol, which is next door to my hometown, and it so happened the woman that ran that used to be in the same songwriting circle that I did in New York, so it was wow. just this weird, like, serendipitous thing. Um, but it's mainly songwriting circles. So, like okay, answer the answer the long answer to that very simple question was uh, yes and no.
3: <laughs> yeah, I have done absolutely zero. I do not. I have not. St- I don't know music theory, I can't read sheet music. I have learned everything from just listening to music and using my ear. I mean it it started uh it started out uh just you know, looking up like tabs and stuff on the internet and then once my ear was like good enough I started just learning things by ear and it just was like, you know, I hear a song and be like, that is sick, I wanna learn it. <clears throat> and then just like figure it out and then uh yeah just one day I just started making up my own riffs like I never really decided to write songs just kind of happened from like being such a big music fan like I just you know I fell in love with music at seven so it's like uh, from that point on like I just knew that music was my higher power and like you know I think songwriting just eventually happened um but that's just me, you know, like, everybody's different. I, I, I've thought about, like, you know, I have a friend that's, like, you know, really good music theory guy or whatever, and we were talking about it, and he was, like, I was talking to him, and I was saying, like, oh, yeah, I was thinking about, like, going, maybe, like, taking theory or whatever, and he was, like, don't. And his thought was, that you've made it this far without it, and if you take theory, it might change the way you think, which is... I can see what he's saying because, like, the way he excri- described it to me is, like, when you know theory really well, you're, like, playing something, your brain automatically is like, oh, well, I know you can go here, you can go here, and you can go here. But me, knowing absolutely no theory, I don't have that in my brain. I So when I'm, like, doing things and making things up, I absolutely, it's just from here. It's just whatever I hear in my head or whatever, and I don't think with any rules, basically. And so his... Yeah, that's very punk rock. His thing was like, yeah, you know, if you do this, you you might adhere to these rules, even if you don't, like, try to. It might, like, change. And so he's like, I don't think you should. And so he convinced me not to. So I I haven't gone any further. That's
2: very rock star, I guess. But that's
1: also very similar to my experience, too. Like, when I talk about with my other musician friends, because I also don't know theory. I also don't know how to read sheet music. I know how to read tab. I know how to follow along with the bouncy ball but I can't like tell you what note is on a bar and what you know I could tell you what key I can tell you I can't tell you what key signature is I can tell you what time it's in because it's written there but like I can't tell you by how many sharps are on there what key we're in yeah like (laughs) I I can't do that and the and every time I try to get to that point where I'm like I should learn this people like why what like why you're doing fine without it. Yeah. You can follow. You're yeah. fine, and I always it always comes back to whenever I want to lead my own band, communicating to the band what I want, like from them, like instead of just going, you know, I need you to play. I need you to just follow along, because a lot of there's there's right brain people and there's left brain people. There's theory people and there's like uh, intuition people, and they they can both make beautiful music, but it's very hard for them to communicate.
0: Like, across that. Mm -hmm.
1: So, and it usually very, very uh, often falls upon the person that doesn't know the language to have to learn the language in order to communicate that. So, um, I agree with you. I do think it changes the way that you think about music and the way you approach it. And it it sometimes limits how you're able to express yourself because you're you're braining it before you're feeling it. Right. So, and I think music should be felt.
2: That's very rock star. See, people always say punk rock uh, I mean that's that, that, that a badass rock. thing but no it, it, I mean anyone could be rock rock right? like, rock star is just like, yeah. A, yeah,
3: it's a, like over, a it's like an attitude yeah
2: it's, it's just an overboard yeah, uh, all around the board thing even country singers yeah, can be very, very rock star yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm more picky in that area
3: me too I don't miss uh, the country but but I get what you're saying
2: I mean like I, w- I would pick some like some from out out here do some shows, they seem pretty... Uh, they, the ones, they, they, they seem to want whiskey when they come on the show. Yeah. Those are the ones. <laughs> that, that's still... That's country rock star status.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, so, pe- people ask questions, and uh, for some reason this got thrown in there. But I don't have a game anyway. I got a prize. So, here, uh, which character lived in a land called Hanali off the magic
3: dragon okay well, i knew i knew the answer but <laughs> what well, couldn't think of it, it, it. first so. that's 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 a folk song so,
2: i told they uh, like
1: they were loving it at that i at guess me. i
2: i give you 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 like to barbecue i got some uh you got barbecue
1: sauce
2: I, yeah i got some brown sugar uh <laughs> bourbon sweet i could yeah I
1: bourbon could
2: some. It's brown sugar that bourbon i'm gonna
1: be a country singer in it's, a second Hold no on.
2: it's it's, <laughs> it's like a sprinkle thing
1: uh like a rub
2: yeah like a rub okay. everyone likes a good rub oh yeah <laughs> and
1: and,
2: uh, and i just
1: i love rubbing my meat with sprinkles
2: <laughs> yeah, wow <laughs> this is getting dirty uh I, I, everything's coming back i just got confirmed that uh my volunteer events are coming back uh and i got my pig shirt on so i'm hoping uh uh, the, uh well i heard the pig is coming back uh so I got my my, my uh, 2000, uh, 2018 shirt, cause the one, uh shirt because the two thousand nineteen one shirt sucked, um, <laughs> and we didn't have one last year. So uh, t- t- yeah, I got to come to the the festival of the guinea pigs. What uh, do they
1: do there? What, yeah, what is this? It's what guinea this? pigs,
2: and they like have a costume contest,
0: oh, and, guinea and pigs. the guinea pigs yeah.
2: like have an eating contest. <laughs> And, uh, do you
0: have guinea pigs? Are you?
1: Guinea- I
2: used to. Oh. I had fifteen of them. Um, Whoa. Yeah, but you know, so I, I, they all died. I have had I've had them since the eighties, so. Okay. They, so they were old, old age. Pigs. Yeah, they all died, and uh, so when I do get one, it's gonna be that special one because I love every one of them. So uh, <laughs> so that's the problem. Like I, like when I go to the picnic, people are like, well, uh, uh, I'm gonna need him back, and, you know because i go solo now so it's like uh, i will be just touching everyone's guinea pig
1: they're so cute i love that little like that little piggy noise they make yeah they do make that very distinct guinea pig noise they definitely do have that sound
2: we got we got the county fairs are back they are yeah Uh, Uh,
3: shows have uh, after june 15th shows are coming back in 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 santa rosa at least where where, we're where i'm from uh actually i have i i'm actually a promoter up there too and um i book at this place called three disciples brewing and um
2: never heard of it okay
3: we uh we got the green light to book a show so i actually have a show booked it's kind of weird to say that mm-hmm. august 7th i'm supposed to play a show
1: <laughs> <laughs> where okay. is this you're playing again
3: uh, i santa rosa so, at yeah. three disciples brewing three disciples. um okay. i just like it's weird to say that you know like I'm playing a show. Yeah, get used Wait, to it. It's gonna band be a regular it? thing. This is the metal band. Okay. This is, uh, yeah, Scream Fest. <laughs> that's that's the festival. Dude. I I just call it that to be funny. It's it's just a metal show. It's a every band on the bill is a bah! kind of band. <laughs> yeah.
2: Meanwhile, I'm going to see Coolio.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah, and Coolio. CNC
2: Music Factory.
3: Coolio, exercise and, your and, game. Uh, the game.
2: And that guy bust a move. Uh, bust a move. Bust a rhyme? No, bust a move. Who he guy sings is a, that. He sings the song, bust a move. Uh, uh, Just bust a move. M- oh
0: yeah, no, yeah. I
2: know that song. That's Who a- is that? The the uh, MC Young, I think it is. Yeah. So,
3: yeah,
2: the guy, the guy, uh, the guy, in my coworker. That
3: like, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. That yeah. It was in that movie Grind. My coworker <laughs> at work, he he, <laughs> he kept insisting that it. I, I don't know what this guy is trying to prove. He kept insisting that it was uh it was pride day, and he kept and so he got me thinking that and he kept going it's it's okay you know he was, i don't know why he he kept like pressuring me to think it's
3: pride like gay pride
2: yeah he he kept pressuring me to go it, he kept saying oh they, it's okay, yeah you know, they, they won't touch you if you you don't uh if you don't wanna be touched I'm like bro the, the way he just kept convincing me to, it's, yeah it's weird was weird like bro <laughs> I mean
1: sounds
3: like he wanted to touch you, yeah I mean, that's what that sounds like to me
1: was, I, mean, I think he was seeking consent i that was he, his way of testing seeking consent
0: from
2: yeah yeah, I've never yeah, I've never yeah heard heard him talk like that before so much, yeah, maybe because the guy the, the guy he works, see, I'm not so big on the word homophobe, but I think the guy the other guy that he works with is a real big homophobe Because when i hear I hear afraid and the other guy does seem afraid like he he, he always says uh, afraid uh, to get curious well
1: yeah i mean maybe, maybe that's what <laughs> cause he, he always
2: says uh, i don't go to this, uh, i don't go to san francisco that's where gay guys uh, you know like you know it's like in that you you are afraid then
1: like there's also a secret gay guys are everywhere you don't have to go to san francisco yeah like,
0: yeah like they're all over
3: yeah
2: yeah honestly the whole thing about
0: well okay
2: i saw a, there, there's a game show and it's so weird uh on the roku called Gamey there and is? where they have uh so the it's like the, uh, the hosts are gay uh and they have like a straight what what they consider straight uh contestants to see how much they know gay people uh and that's the game show how much you know gay people, and that's, and I don't know. I, I was like, I'm gonna check this out, and my thing was, how do we know they they're straight? Like, who's
3: the? So they would ask them like
2: questions about about how people, well they know gay people, and these the the hosts are gay, so it's it's like they they figure like I'm you know I'm what
1: kind of i'm so curious as to what kind of questions yeah, me too. they would ask
2: like, I don't I don't know I I stopped watching that. I posted a video of like 10 minutes of it and then I was like cuz it's just it was just weird like, like yeah
3: I kind of wondered the same it's thing It's very strange it's like, like, like is it is it like oh would a gay guy choose this or that is it that kind of a question or is it
0: like
2: <laughs> yeah 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 how how well, cuz it is a comedian based show so it's, it is how well do you know them like that sort of questions versus historical questions you know so yeah it is so weird because like i'm like i felt like the ambassador of straights all of a sudden i'm like "Ah, how do we know how do we know they're straight how do we know these guys these contestants are straight i mean because there's all like emily i think you were going on the curious level like
1: how well, we, it's all a spectrum. How
2: do we really know these guys are like, straight? What perc-
1: I think the question is, what percentage straight do they need to be to qualify as straight?
2: See, there's so much right. in there. Let me hang out with them for a day and find out. Like, bro, you just—you sound a little like, unstraight here. I'm not where on judging.
0: Scale. Are they going to land before
1: <laughs> they're accepted to be a contestant?
2: <laughs> like, like, hey, how attractive do you think this guy is?
0: <laughs>
2: and. uh you know, would, would you, I mean, given that chance, you were on an island only with this guy. Okay, not straight. You just said you would, you know, I mean, because if a guy says he would do a certain thing, that's where I'm like, bro, you, okay, there you go. You just blew it for your straightness. I'd say it depends. See what, what,
3: you know, like what, what, what's on, what's on the line, you know, like. Are we talking a what-would-you-do
0: Like, is this a gay-for-pay
1: thing, or, like...
2: I mean, yeah, they there are contestants to the game show. Uh,
3: so, you, I mean, you, w- how do you win? By just getting the answers you right? Get, you
2: gotta know the game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or, or do you win yeah. by, like, being
1: straight? Being straight, but knowing... What's the goal you gotta, of the game? You
2: gotta know... Uh, you gotta know what gays are uh, like. Oh, okay. You gotta know So, what you, you know. just... See? It
3: has nothing to do with your... Uh, Your, it's them. It's uh, you knowing gay people it has nothing to do with. I, you I know. Being I know I'm
2: straight because I've I I went. Well, hold on. Am I just? Uh, am I just kind of? Am I just <laughs> conservative values here? Uh, let me check some dudes out. And then I'm like, no, I'm am definitely straight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, if I was gay, I, you know, I I've been to casual. I, I go all over the place, and I, I'm not thinking to myself like, well, you know, there'd be an issue. I don't go. I'm not going to this certain place. So I walked around, you know, Castro. And I'm like, you know what? If I would get... This is why I don't understand a lot of this, like, that game show thing. Because if I would get... Hey, I I would... See, I would be like... These guys I see just living their life. Like, probably going... Oh, man. These gay dudes. Again. You know, like, me... Like, if I would get, I'd like, I would be annoyed by certain gay dudes, I think.
3: If you were gay?
2: Yeah. I'd be like, oh, gosh, these guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or is that just not being in someone's shoes and thinking...
1: Well, I think as people, we can be annoyed by other people for whatever reasons they annoy us. Yes, I'm
2: very see. <laughs> yeah,
1: like it doesn't have to necessarily mean that they're gay that they're I, annoying. I think... They just have this quirk that's really annoying, like they spit everywhere they go or they. I think
2: they, I'm annoyed by like... a lot of stray people, but then again, I don't really even know if they're really all that stray. Like they, you know, it's like okay, bro, you you talked about uh, wanting to get laid like for the last. Uh,
3: yeah, I'm annoyed every, by guys like that for sure. Yeah,
2: every second of the minute, and you,
3: you're like, like I, and those are the ones that I would honestly be like, hey, you know, you, I would question their sexuality. Like guys that are just like overly straight, like they have to like, <laughs> like they have to like go out of their way to prove that they're straight. It makes me wonder, like, yeah. you know, maybe you're trying to cover something up that you just don't feel comfortable with yet. Yeah, because you know, being a straight guy, like I've never it's never been uncomfortable for me to like see gay people even them being affectionate it doesn't bother me because it's not me it's them like what they do is their business and it 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 shouldn't bother anybody in my opinion like like like, why why are you even looking at it like it's two dudes how about just two people like you know what I mean it's like and so yeah I get annoyed with those guys that are like like have to like make make it known that they're straight when no one even asked like you know what I mean?
2: What would bother me is if they looked like they were in love. It's like, gosh, get, get ugh, I don't need to see that crap. There. I see
3: that it just never. It's like it doesn't bother me. Like, like I, in general, if I'm they just, just like, look like, hey, that's cool. Like right on. Ugh. I mean, I also was love. I was ugh. I was very exposed to that when I was younger. Um, oh oh oh. When I was in sixth grade, yeah. When I was in sixth grade, one of my best friends um, had two dads, and so like, I, at a very young age. Uh, was 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 taught, I guess, by my environment that there's nothing wrong with being gay. Because his dads ruled. They were so good to us. We always had great times over there. Like, there was no funny business. We never did anything inappropriate. You know, it was like, nothing but love. We had sick parties there. They bought us skateboards and shit. It was great. So, like, I've always been somebody who was never bothered by it. Not even close. I mean i will say you know in the times that i've been like hit on and approached and stuff yeah okay there may have been a few where it was like i had a dude kiss my neck once and that was like all right oh you know you gotta stop (laughs) i would
2: sock him man like but i was
3: but i was was you made it that close to my neck bro i mean i was at a party and we were hiding and this guy was in the closet with me with other people and he and he just like kissed my neck i was like
2: uh, you got set up in the egg. makeout closet. No, no, there the, was other dude, people there. Right. It
3: was like him taking his window of opportunity
0: <laughs> because we were
3: close and it was dark. Uh, like a, that's like pretty much the only time I felt like legitimately like okay that that was that was a boundary. But, but
1: like, but I also feel like that's that uh, I would feel that way if a woman hit on me or a man hit on me that I wasn't interested in. I mean, like, true.
3: That's actually very good point yes like, i would have felt like, the same way no. i would have felt the same way if it was a girl that that i was
1: just not interested, not interested in. i yeah. would i
3: would have felt the same way
1: because I've, I've also been hit on by women aggressively and you know with my boyfriend next to me and i'm like it's not lady <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very sweet very flattering no thank you
2: <laughs> yeah they can be a, uh, I mean they can be aggressive uh, I, mean, I feel like some of the dudes that have hit on me uh, aggressively have been karma for the way I worked to women in my 20s um maybe you know have- I could handle rejection that's no problem but I really used to I'm not one of these guys that are like you rejecting me you're a you know a b-word and it was more like I would still chase I would chase <laughs> women I would I would probably annoy the hell out of them